0: This is the Daniel Alonzo Wealth on the Beach podcast. I'm a 20 year entrepreneur, investor, and business coach. I've spoken in front of over 300,000 people and been featured in Success Magazine. I became a millionaire at 24. I saved a million dollars in cash by age 28. And I am going to personally help you Get totally, absolutely financially independent by creating massive, passive income. Join me now. So we got another episode of Wealth on the Beach podcast with Daniel Alonzo. This is episode 17, and we got the doctor, all right? (laughs) We got the doctor, we got Dr ish major this dude has spent over 15 years dealing with men and women all over the world uh he's a board certified psychiatrist who specializes in women children families all things dating mating relating all that good stuff uh, Dr. Ish was named to the prestigious of America's top psychiatrists for the last three years and recognized by the International Association of Healthcare Professionals as one of the leading physicians of the world. As an on camera expert, Dr. Ish is a co host of We TV's hit series Marriage and Family Boot Camp Reality Stars and is a frequent guest on the, the, the show The Doctors and resident expert on the Today Show. He's appeared with Courtney Kardashian, Carrie Fisher, Brooke Shields, and brought his expertise uh, to We WeTV's Exile, where alongside Carmen Electra, they have helped couple, couples break free from past relationships that were holding them back. Uh, I mean, he's been in uh, women's magazines, health magazines, Cosmo, More Magazine, and Happen mag- Magazine on Match.com. Whew. that was a lot man you got a resume of resumes dude i've, I've been in school you, you've been busy man you've been busy so tell us first of all man because everybody wants to know what the heck is the difference between a psychologist and a psychiatrist uh, man? yes yes
1: yes daniel that's a really good question so when folks typically say they're therapists right they're typically talking about your psychologist who has a phd in psychology right uh okay. Uh, I like and for a psychiatrist, you know, the biggest difference is obviously we prescribe medication uh, and most psychologists don't. Certain states they can, but most don't. And so uh, most psychiatrists are just going to do medication. Your psychologists usually are only going to be able to do therapy. Uh, sometimes there's some crossover. I had one of the unique experiences where I went to a med school that trained us to do both. So I got 50-50, half trained in therapy and the other half was trained in medication. So, uh, so that's, that's the big difference. You know, psychiatrists, we kind of go broad. We need to know a little bit about a lot of things so we can tell you exactly what's going on. And then we typically will refer you to a psychologist so they can go deep and help you correct some of those behaviors that you have going on to make your life better. So that's, and and they usually in a perfect world, we work together. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. All right. Yes, Yes. I love that, man. I
0: love that. So we're, we're going to jump right in, man. There's so much to talk about with you. I I'm like been so excited. We we've, we've known each other for yes. about 6 8 yeah. months now and yeah. and I I've been so excited to do this because I mean, you're just such a smart guy and and uh, and we want to learn so much today. Uh, so tell me some white lies, man, and and tell me what that's all about exactly.
1: <laughs> <laughs> so, listen, I, you know, I I get accused of breaking bro code all the time when it comes to what are the things guys typically lie about in relationships? And, and, and you know, uh, first let me say all guys don't lie, right? That's the, that's the biggest misconception because there are some guys out there who just generally want to make you happy, but you got to get to that person. But, you know, I think, Daniel, the biggest lie that – or the most common lie uh, that guys tell women is the lie that I'm available when we're really not. And that could be because we have someone else in our life or because we're just not emotionally invested. And I think that's the main thing, because we've got one or two other things that are taking priority in our life, whether it's job stuff or family stuff or some kind of personal issue. And doesn't have anything to do with how not great the woman is or how not fantastic you are, how not beautiful you But it's just, I've got some other things I got to do first. And nine times out of ten, we don't relay that because well, we don't want it to get away or we don't, you know, we don't want to disappoint folks. But I think if you're honest, the thing that I tell my guys all the time, dude, just walk in and be honest. You will be amazed at how many women are looking for the exact same thing you're looking for and have the exact same set of circumstances that you have. And so you're coming in equally yoked right off the bat. And so that just makes it go well. But when you're trying to get people to a point where they're making decisions without all the information uh, now you're starting from a place of lack. And if you start a relationship by withholding the truth, it's going to always end the exact same way. So that's the biggest. No, no, no bueno, man. Starting yeah. off the wrong way, man. Yeah. That's just
0: not, not the way to do it. Yeah. And so, so, so tell me like, so tell me about the book. Cause you have a book and why mm-hmm. did you write it? And like, no. what, what, what possessed you to do this, man?
1: I mean, <laughs> well, number one, I grew up in a house with five sisters we had eight aunts all around, so I was always getting the download after their dates that went really, really well, or after their dates that went really, really horribly. <laughs> so I, would, I was, get, I would get all that, you know. And I would, I, they would sit down, and I'm like six years old, and they're like, and once you start dating, don't you ever do A, B, C. And I'm like, all right, I just really want to go ride my bike right now. <laughs> <laughs> so I got that. And so I was always the kid who, you know, it was me and my, my dad and my brother were there also. So I did a lot of listening, but I was always the kid who wanted to help folks. Right. Uh, and so I can remember eighth grade, everybody's outside at recess. I'm in the back of the classroom and there are about eight girls around me. And they're all complaining to me about their boyfriends. <laughs> That's just always a thing I did. Got out of school, started my uh, my first practice. And it was, usually, it was mostly all women, 80% women, which is, which is the norm, right? Most guys, we don't seek therapy. We don't seek, you know, uh, mental health help. And some of the issues they were having were the depression, the anxiety, everything just, and as we're trying to, you know, we start to peel back the layers of that onion, Daniel, and as we peel back the layers, it occurred to me that all of their issues or most of their issues had stemmed from some form of a failed relationship with a very important guy in their life. Whether it was dad, whether it was granddad, whether it was husband, whether it was boyfriend, whether you know, and some of the things they were falling for, man, it just blew my mind. I, I would sit there and they would tell me some of these stories, and I'm like, how do you not know what's happening? Perfect example, had a young lady, just graduated college, 22 years old, came in my office eight o'clock in the morning, washed down a tears, she was a nervous wreck. Hands were literally shaking. And she was like, oh my God, oh my God, you're not gonna believe what happened to me. My, my fiance just got back home, he'd been gone all night, he was in a bad car and I'm like, "Well, oh goodness, tell me about it, how is he doing? She was like, well, he, he made it home just in time for me to go to work. And his story was, Daniel, that we were living in Jacksonville, Florida at the time on the beach. The story was he took her car. He was going out to have a boys' night, and on his way back home, he had a little bit too much to drink, and he ended up hitting a moose on the beach. On the beach? Beach moose. Come on. Oh, right. moose. yeah, yeah. Everybody knows about beach mooses. Yeah, yeah. Beach mooses are very common. Very yeah. common. And he was able to find a 24-hour body shop, and they fixed the car. He spent all the time in the ER, but he – A lot of 24-hour bod shops out there, too. Yeah, of course. Right? I mean, I passed like three of them on the way into the hotel in LA last night. And luckily for her, he was able, you know, the only thing he could think of was just making sure he was home by 7 o'clock so she could get to work and not have to worry about him. And I looked at her and I said, darling, we live on the beach. Do you really think he hit a moose? And she said, No. I was like, okay, so, yeah, and from that, at that point, I was like, and I had so many of these stories from so many different people, let's, let's put all these down in the book, and let's just use it as a a field guide, a tactical guide, if your guy says this, he's lying to you, dog. (laughs) okay, and so, it's just, it's just one of the things, but, you know, it's like, we we believe the thing we want to believe, right? Somebody, all, the only thing somebody's got to do is feed into it, and we're like, okay, we'll go with it, you yeah, But it was so. So how many? So how
0: many hate letters have you got? <laughs> and how many death threats have you gotten so far in your journey here? You know, it's,
1: so. it's a it's a constant social media stream. Every radio show, every TV. That's that, that's the first thing. So you're breaking bro code, huh? Yeah. That's
0: it. <laughs> <laughs> you just decided to do it you know so look i mean what so what did your parents do growing up i mean what yeah. what did your how did you yeah. how did they you know yeah. push you up
1: everybody's got a story right and so uh grew up in a very small town in south carolina uh near charleston near Buford. The t- actually the name of the town is actually called Yamasee. So we probably had about 1500 people a thousand of those were all animals and so just not a lot of folks around uh, my dad, man, dropped out of school in the sixth grade to share crop with his dad for seven bucks a week. Uh, my mom uh, never went to never went to school. Went to you know graduated high school. She wanted to go to college. I found out maybe a few years before she died. She finally shared with me that she actually wanted to go to college to be a nurse. Uh, I didn't know any of this until I was an adult, you know. But they always pushed us. out. seven kids. Um, Very, very humble beginnings, very meager means, but the thing we had in the house was a bazillion watts of love, and they always pushed us. You're going to go to school, and you're going to get your education, and don't even think about stopping at high school, you know, and if we walk through that door with a B plus. You would have thought it was the end of the world. <laughs> like, and, and I never knew why it was such a big deal to them until later on, you know. Uh, but their thing was, you know, my dad, was, I, I can remember, talked with him at five years old. He's screaming at the top of his lungs, you can get out there and be anything you want to be, right? And my mom's thing was just love. She just loved it everybody she just wanted to help the world and so I think between the between the two of those they always pushed me to do something more to you know to know that this thing is bigger than just you and what you want and what you need you know when you've got a gift and you've got to give it to the world and you don't let anything hold you back it doesn't matter that you're from the you need to get out there and do it and so that was that that was my first push you know for sure
0: great 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 story I mean great parents so so they were so now, aside from your parents, did you have like an original mentor in your life, like somebody that really helped you a lot?
1: You know, I, I didn't get that until later on. I would say my, you know, my biggest hero was my dad. And he just, you know, the fact that I could just sit back and watch how hard he tried at stuff, you know, never, never gave up. I t- you know, I, I had a... As you get, as you become an adult and they get older, you can have some really uh, interesting conversations, you know, man to man or you know, or man to woman with your parents. And I had a conversation with him once, and I was like, you know, I would. And I looked at him and I thanked him because he he worked in Hilton Head, very very lush resort kind of area. You know, he built houses over there. He was a carpenter. Okay, an hour and a half away from where we lived. He would get up five o'clock every morning, drive an hour and a half, do the thing come back, you know, another hour and a half on the road. So, you know, six thirty, seven o'clock, he's getting back at night. And I told him, I was, you know, I said, man, I, I was like, I never told you this, but I would be amazed that you kept coming home and that you kept, getting up five o'clock every morning i was like so i want to thank you for that so that that work ethic you know i would and and so that continued all the way throughout my life man i was all you know we were, i was a smart kid but i wasn't like always the smartest kid in the room right but i knew that if i could get in the room i could outwork anybody else in the room see that's
0: and, and that's a, that's a cool point that you made because, you know, especially in, in my type of business or mm-hmm. just really anybody, I mean, we're talking, I mean, today you're talking to a lot of business owners uh-huh. and small business owners. And so sometimes they feel guilty, yeah doctor, they feel yeah. guilty that they're working too hard sometimes yeah. and, and they're out late at night and and they're 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 pushing themselves to become the best that they can be Mm -hmm. and it's just the constant every day every day they're pushing 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 and for you to say what you just said is exactly what i've been telling people for so long Mm -hmm. because look at you today i mean you've i mean obviously you're a doctor today you've become very very successful in your field you've inspired just you know tens of thousands hundreds of thousands Mm -hmm. of people uh, and, and so I just think it's awesome to, to, for you to say that, that you yeah. thanked your dad. Cause I, yes. I've been telling people forever.
1: One day my kids will thank me yes that I worked so hard yes. and you did that, yes. you know, Keep so
0: going. that's Keep awesome. Going. That's awesome, man. Keep
1: going. And it's, you know, the, the thing, the thing, and I, I'm a newly minted business owner myself. We, I just opened a, a detox clinic a couple years ago and we're looking at opening the second one in January. And so it's, it's the thing. You've got a bigger purpose. You've got a bigger why, and it's going to take a sacrifice. And the folks who are with you, the folks who love you, the folks who you're doing it for, they will understand. They will understand. Uh, and you got the right people around you, it, it won't be an issue. They'll push you. And 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 you know this as a business owner yourself. It's all about budgeting your time. You can't be all show and no go on the other end. It's, you know, you've right. got to budget that time, but you've got to have – when we get back to the relationship part, you've got to have these conversations, right? Right, got, right, right. You've got to sit down with your partner. Say, you know, I say it's a 3,000-minute checkup. Remember sure. back in the day when our cars, every 3,000 miles, we had to get all changes. Now it's like, never. <laughs> but yeah, 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 yeah. And so every 3,000 minutes is about every two and a half days. You need to sit down face-to-face with your partner. Phones are like. off tech is off, TV's off, kids are somewhere else doing their thing, and you check in with each other. Hey, you know, I know I've been, I know I worked a hundred hours last week. I wanna know how you're doing. And then I wanna know how we're doing. Love that. And then you just, and then you move forward, you know? I love that. So, three
0: thousand minute. Did you say three thousand or two thousand? Three thousand minute checkup. Three thousand minutes. Two and a checkup. half days. I love don't that. go two any longer than days.
1: that. Sit, get, look eye to eye. It can be over I 10, love but that. not not the quick morning conversation before you're out yeah. the door. Just a real honest to goodness five minutes is all it takes. And we're just love connected. that. And you just let me tell know, hey, I'm still here and I'm still trying to make you happy. Let me know what I can do. Well, when you're talking about
0: conversations, the first thing that, that came into my mind, because I, I look back, and, and uh-huh. me and my wife, Karma, we've been yeah. together for 27 years now. Whoa! And, uh, yeah, so, yeah, 27. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. She's, <laughs> uh, yeah, Karma's always, you know, on my shoulder right oh, yes. there, man. I'm always thinking <laughs> oh, about yes. Karma. If I do this, it's coming back. If I do this, it's coming back. Oh, so yeah. I always got to check myself before I wreck myself, yeah. you know, and, and so yeah. – what what's what's amazing is that what the first vision and you know visual that I got in my mind was the fact uh, that at 21 years old mm-hmm. we were sitting in my little Nissan Sentra. I remember those. And right? it was after a uh, a meeting that we went to a business meeting that we went to, and and it was tough. We were young. We started off in business very very young, and so she had a this thought that white picket fence Uh my boyfriend is going to be home every day and he's going to be there for me and he's gonna you know we're gonna have fun every day and -hmm. and and all of a sudden I I got this this itch to be in business and want to change my life yeah and the next thing the next thing I know is I'm out every night I'm not seeing her I'm going 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 uh and uh and I was getting results, and I was working yeah. hard, and I was really making progress. But we had this conversation that we call it the, the battle. That was the battle royale, man. Yeah. I mean, we were in the car, and I told her, I said, look, we had been together like five years at that point. Okay. And, yeah. I said, and I said, look, I said, you're either with me or you're against me. And I don't know if this was the right thing to do or whatever, but I mean, I, I'm not a psychiatrist yeah. or anything yeah. like that. But, but I just – I I drew the line in the sand. Yeah. And I said, you're either, because look, I don't want to spend the rest of my life with somebody that doesn't want right. to win with me. Right. And, and do you find that? Do you right. see that happening a lot where, I mean, there's so much because people are going in different directions yes. and that causes so much strife. Tell yeah. us about that.
1: So I think what, when you say either you're with me or you're against me, typically, Ultimatums typically don't end well, but it wasn't an ultimatum. That's not what you were given. Right. What right, you were right. asking her was, Do you believe in me? Right. Right. That's exactly what it was. Yep. You know, that was, and it sounds like that's the question she heard. She got that question. And it sounds like 27 years later, the answer was a resounding yes. You know, do right. you? Do you believe that I'm the guy who can get out here and get this done? Do you believe right. I'm the guy who's going to grind it out every day and come back home to you and only right. you every night? Do then you, do you believe that we're in this? We're on this journey together, right? And if that answer is yes, you got something, man. But and, and
0: I think and she said, doctor, yeah. she said that that she's really selfish. So uh-huh. she said, she said, look, man, I've invested five years in this dude. All right. Good. And I'm telling you, I'm not gonna I'm not gonna allow him to go become successful without me. Good for because, yes. because she did believe in me. Yeah. You know, there was a little smidge. Yes. Now yes. she I mean she, she actually was very nervous because I've always been a dreamer and I uh-huh. Uh-huh. always had my head in the clouds. I always wanted uh-huh. to vent, vent something. I mean I thought scares, I was gonna be rich
1: somehow. That scares people who want the bike. Yeah, it does. Better. Right? It does. It does. The folks who want the stuff they see on TV, the dreamers scare them to death because there's no guarantee. There's no slip. That's it. Yeah. But the payoff. That's it.
0: Right? And she said, Hell no, man. I'm not leaving because, you know, and and so I tell everybody today, I mean, she's happy she stayed every time she swipes that unlimited American Express (laughs) card. Oh, yes. Oh, (laughs) yes.
1: Oh, yes. She is happy. Oh, yeah. Look, you stay, I'm, so. I'm looking at your view right now. So my guess is when she wakes up in the morning and she sees those beautiful palm trees and the sun gleaming down, it's like, you know what? That was a great conversation. I think I'm going to go buy a, a Nissan Sentra and just sit it. <laughs> right? Yeah. Exactly. Really we'll just mind. put it
0: over there, and just yeah. have it. We could have our three-minute, yeah. uh, you know, checkup in the Nissan Sentra over there. But, you know, you bring um, up a very good yeah. point.
1: A lot of couples don't like to have hard conversations, right, right? Right. And you guys were able to, at fifty years old, at forty years old, you guys were able to have that in your early twenties, man. So that's that's a special conversation, and it's a it's a talk about belief. Hey, I love you. Not only do I love you, I believe in you. I believe. That you're the guy who can do the say do the things you say you want to, and you looked at her and said, "Listen, I believe in you." And once you when you get that, man, you're unstoppable. That's it. That's it. I mean, and so I mean,
0: what's you know, have you had any like mistakes that you made in relationships? I mean,
1: mistakes. What? <laughs>
0: me (laughs) i'm just saying you're the doctor so we all want to know like how what what's your biggest mistake you've made i'll
1: tell you i'll tell you what man uh i you know i've gotten to the point daniel i know now that there are no mistakes but wow there are sure some disappointments and there are some things that hurt um and uh you know it's um we teach the thing we need the most and that's certainly true with me. My first big heartbreak, while, you know, while you were in your early twenties, having that belief conversation. I had fell fallen head over heels in love uh, with a the, with the girl from back home, man. And I, I talk about it all the time. Her name was Nikki. Beautiful. I, the sun didn't shine in the morning when she got up. Okay. <laughs> and whenever she yawned, you know, the heavens just – stretched. it was that kind of thing, you know. Uh, and she was from a legendary family of just beautiful women. It's like every everybody in that family was like, Oh my God. And so we dated for a little while. And, you know, I'm, I'm a freshman, uh, mid, yeah, junior, sophomore, uh, sophomore, junior in college. And I'm like, this is it, right? Uh, I, I'm in school. I'm going to get the job. I'm going to get the girl. And, and this is just how my life is going to be. How amazing is that? Her, uh, our older brothers and sisters had dated. Her mom and my mom were best friends. So in my mind, this is, this is the thing, right? We're doing this. And I never forget. One Saturday morning, I came home from school. Uh, I worked my way through college at a, a restaurant, and I'm coming in. And uh, my mom walks into the more into my room, and she was like, uh, she sits down on the bed, which was unusual. I was like, uh-oh. Um, and she puts her hand on my shoulder. She's like, Hey, um, gotta tell you something. Nikki's getting married, and my world just changed, dude. I, you know. I didn't come out of that room for another two weeks, right? And it's like the whole thing. You're always the last to know. And, you know, it just, it totally came out of nowhere. And a month later, my Nikki had moved to Tennessee and she was married. And I, I had no, you know, I was like, what, what does this mean? What? why, and I asked the horrible questions and I got the horrible answers. Right. What did I do wrong? Why was I not enough, right? right. that whole thing you know uh luckily uh luckily for me i was able to get the thing that a lot of folks don't get uh and that is some love and support all along the way but i was able to get some closure you know she made a rash decision uh she she married a guy on a whim three months later she was back home and we were having a hard conversation and she was i'm sorry for the thing that i did i'm sorry for for how everything turned out um and before we had that talk, man, I had some really smart parents and my mom sat me down and she said, son, I know, I know how much I, you love hard and I know how much you love Nikki. Uh, she was like, but at the end of the day, it's not always about the love that you have for her. She was like, I'm glad I raised my boys to treat their women well. She was like, but it's not about the love, all about the love you have from her. At some point, it's got to be about the love they have for you. Mm -hmm. And I took that mentality into the conversation with that we had. And I was like, I was like, darling, I I love you to death. I always will. I was like, but I, I deserve a little better than that. And, and we were able to part as friends. She went on to marry and have an amazingly beautiful family. We lost her about 10 years ago to cancer. Um, but it was, it was a short life, but it was a very full, full life for her. And from that experience, womb, man. I've been all about relationships ever since. And so it's, wow. it, no no mistakes, right? No mistakes. Well, we are on
0: on the Wealth on the Beach podcast right now with the incredible Dr. Ish Major. Wow. What a powerful conversation. I didn't even realize, man, we're like 30 minutes in right now. And I'm like, I haven't even, the time is just blown by. Yeah. Man, I, I hope I get to everything. I, I'm, I'm sorry for, for keeping you a little bit over, but no, look, hope. people, you know, people are asking right now because you deal yeah. with a lot of celebrities, man. Yes. yes. Why are all these celebrities getting divorced all the time, man? Like what is, <laughs> what's up with that, dude?
1: It's hard. Listen, it is. Yeah. It, it's hard. It's hard for everybody, man. It's, uh, no matter how well you do a thing right, the relationships are always going to take work. And because here's one of the big reasons why we can never control that other person. And when, you know, you've been married for 27 years, you know how hard this thing is to keep on track, right? You've gotta, the things you've gotta decide together to keep out of your relationship, the things you've gotta decide together, what we're gonna let into this relationship. So it comes to our celebrities, man. uh, They're notorious for having no filter, right? But when it comes to your relationship, that's going to end you in front of a divorce court very soon because you've got to know what to keep out and what to keep in. And with social media, it's a 24-7 thing. Whatever you share, a bazillion people are going to comment on it. Whatever you're doing, whatever you're not doing. And with a lot of the celebrities I work with, I, I see them fall into the trap of believing that what they think is more important than what me and my partner know and believe and feel. And once you cross that line, it's only a matter of time, dude. So we've got, we've, they got big personalities. They've got big money. They've got a big life, big emotions, big hurt, big pain. So it's a lot to stuff back down in that box. It's a lot. It's hard. So that
0: that's kind of, I mean, and, and so, so then, then we look at the divorce rate in America right now and it's what 50%. And so, <laughs> What, what what's up with that man I mean why I mean because you know not everybody in America has all those i mean I can understand with right. celebrities it might be a little bit over the top and they're they're just overly dramatic anyways I mean yes. you get a bunch of actors yes. and actresses and yes. Yes. you know people with big money I mean right. you get big big drama and big drama. Know, big, big egos drama. and yes. stuff like that but but for the rest of America man what's up with that you well, know? You
1: know what? it's the, it's the same thing on a smaller scale we all struggle with those same issues we all struggle with trust we all struggle with feeling significant, you know, being made to feel like we're special from our partner and being able to know that we're meeting our partner's needs and wants and, and making them feel special, right? We all struggle with that connection. We all, man, damn, you know how it is. You know, from, from the time we can read a magazine or watch a TV commercial, we are bombarded with things that tell us who we are isn't enough. I'm not tall enough. I'm not good looking enough. My clothes aren't cool enough. My car's not nice enough. I don't live in the right... And so it's... I don't care how much money you have, how gorgeous you are. We've all got that thing. And those, that's the common thread, whether you're celebrity or non-celebrity, whether you're a millionaire or whether you're a thousandaire. We've all got that human thing of just trying to feel like we're enough. And, you know, what I've found that if you can make people feel two things, if you can make your partner feel like they're special and you can make your partner feel like, hey, you know, no, no, I need you. And this is what I need you for. If you can communicate those two things to your partner, you can be together for a very long time. But life gets
0: away. I I, I believe that. And I've been telling people for years that when I did what I did, I was doing it not for the world. Yeah. But I was doing it for my family. Yes. I was doing it for the, you know, when, I mean, I I get on stage in front of 50,000 people and you hear the, the crowd, you know, go wild. And that there's nothing like that. It it feels amazing, Mm -hmm. but nothing feels as good as your partner. When you get home at night and you close that sale or you got that new recruit or you, or you, or you just tried for you, for your partner to to look you in the eye genuinely and to say, you're a stud. Yes. You're, you're amazing. Yes, you're you're so special. You are such an incredible person that you're giving everything to your family that you're trying to like, I see that you're trying so hard. Yes, you're not getting the results right now. Yes, we're not millionaires yet. Yes, we haven't made it yet. But man, I see that you're trying. I see that you're on your way. And I believe in you more than anybody in the world. Imagine if you got home and somebody talked to you like
1: that how awesome your relationship could be. And you're a world beater because tomorrow you're going to walk out that door and you're going to try even harder. Right. But when that doesn't happen for your business owners and and myself included, when that doesn't happen, the things, you know, it's not about the things we tell each other. Most of the time it's about the things we don't say because we're all listening to hear that thing. And so when you have that conversation after a long day and you don't get that cheer, you don't get that rah-rah, you don't get that person pumping you up, now the person who's out there really trying, gunning, and going for it. Now we have that little guilt inside, right? Right, and right. That right. guilt. If you're a business owner, that guilt that you take into the next day is going to make you try just a little less harder because you're like you're shirking your responsibilities as a partner, as a husband, as a wife, as a dad, as a family member, as a friend, and so you're going to feel like, well, I'm going to tr- I'm going to cut, and it's a subconscious thing. I'm going to scale back five percent. Today and I'm not going to make that last phone call because I really just need to to, to get home and and do this and run this other air. You got to oh. gotta both be on the same page, man. Got you to. hit it, man. You hit it on the head.
0: That yeah. right there alone for this entire podcast could be right yeah. there help save so many relationships it's it's and huge. put them on track, man. Hey, uh, women lie too. <laughs>
1: of course. Not, not that I've ever seen. <laughs> So the, the studies. because yeah, we beat up on guys today. We beat up, up guys on guys time. a little
0: bit. We okay, beat up on guys right.
1: all the time. All right. uh, average, you know, average person will tell anywhere from six to 22 lies per day. Uh, women lie just as, studies show women lie just as much. If not more, studies also show women just don't get caught because they're much better at it because they actually think through the thing. <laughs> Guys, we're notoriously poor planners, right? <laughs> <So
0: spontaneous. laughs> I love it. I love it. I love it. You have a memorable uh, you know, marriage boot camp story yes. you want to yes. tell us, man? Tell us about something.
1: Oh my goodness, man. I tell you, so, so many stories, so many stories. I, uh, the biggest thing that struck me when I first started work- working with the celebrity couples was just just the amount of emotion that they bring. The, the amount of emotion that they bring. And, you know, some of our bachelor couples, some of our, you know, more famous couples, we had Paulie D and Aubrey on this last season and they walk into the house and they're these two beautiful people and you're like yes they should be together they're gonna have amazing kids it's but once they're in the room together you're like oh wait what's happening here and so they had this fight well they had this long discussion Uh, let me rephrase aubrey talked to him about two and a half hours non-stop one night and he sat there and he just listened and as he's doing that we're watching everything on cameras And I could see whatever love he came in the house with her left six o'clock that next morning. He calls an Uber. We're in the middle of Beverly Hills. We're like a mile up in the Hills. He walks, he drags three bags down two football fields to get back to the road, to meet his Uber. And he hightails it to a hotel. We don't know where he is. Right. I'm on the phone. I'm like, Pauly, can you just stay long enough for me to get to the house and come talk to you? Luckily for us, he picked the exact same hotel that Judge Toler stays in when she's on the show. And as she's walking out to come to set, Paulie's walking in. <laughs> wow. She calls me, she's like, you'll never guess who I just saw. And so I hightailed over to the hotel and we have a really heart-to-heart conversation. And it was one of those things, you know, um, a lot of the successes I have with couples on the show and off the show, isn't necessarily about the people I help stay together. It's about the ones who I help leave apart successfully, Uh, because you're never going to find the love that you deserve until you learn the right way to let go of the one you don't. And that was his thing. He felt guilty. She wasn't a bad person. There was nothing she did wrong. He just knew he wasn't in love with her like the way he needed to be. He didn't know how to say that. So I said, so Paul, I was like, Paul, you know, your, your pattern, dude, is that you run. Things get emotional and you run. You're 40 years old, you've never had a relationship in your life longer than six months. That's not normal, okay? So what, if you can't come back and be there for her, you need to come back and be there for you, or you need to come back to be there for the future Mrs. Pauly D, whoever that is. And so uh, that was one of the more memorable moments just because he made a huge shift that day. And right. like, yeah, you know what? I, I do need to turn the page on that guy And I do need to learn how to stick it out. And, you know, and when my feet are getting held to the fire, how to have those hard conversations, because would you rather stay in a relationship for 10 years and it be lukewarm and, you know, you always question, or would you rather cut ties today, do the hard thing, rip the bandaid off, and then you're both free to go be happy. Your Mr. or Mrs. Wright is out there looking for you, but they can't find you because your head is stuck up somebody else's butt who you don't need to be. (laughs) Right? (laughs) Right, right,
0: right, right, right. Hey, hey! how important is, you know, like w- when you think about like self-talk and the way that you talk to yourself, how important is that for people to really think about
1: uh, every day? That's everything Yeah, because you're, you know, it's, it's a think, feel, do the thing you think influences how you feel about yourself and how you feel about the world. And depending on that emotional state you're in, that determines the action you're going to take. If you need to make a sale, Right. Uh, You need to make a cold call, but you're like, oh, man, you know, I I don't really have the best voice and I'm not really a a good conversationalist. So those are the things you're thinking. So now you're going to feel less confident when you pick up the phone to make that call. And now the action you're going to take is you're going to be. Hello, Uh, this is uh, uh, this is Mr. Uh, Smith. And I have uh," you're done. You're done. And so self-talk is everything. And I like to start my mornings. I don't know about you, but I like to start my mornings with a little gratefulness exercise. And I, I don't roll out of bed until I think of 10 things that I am supremely grateful for and thankful for that day. And it don't have to be big awesome. things. So some days it's like, you know what? I'm breathing. <laughs> right? And that's enough because I can get on and get this thing done. But think, feel, do. The things you think about yourself influence how you feel about yourself and about the world. And that's, that's, that's everything. And so you've got to correct that. Got to.
0: All right, man. Couple last little quick questions. Um, You know, how do we better communicate through those tough times? How do you know, what's a couple of maybe just little tips uh, when we're having that argument? How do we kind of get through that, communicate through that better?
1: Yeah. uh, One big thing is you've got to know how to press pause. When the other person is talking, you press pause and you actively listen. Like, like you're doing to me now, you're, you're leaning in, you're shaking your head, you, you're interested in what this person has to say. Those are those nonverbal cues that let you know, okay, they're, they're hearing me, right? A lot of times, Daniel, in relationships, we're not going to resolve it that night, that day, that week, that month, maybe ever. And we don't need to. We just need to make sure that we hear each other. And at that point, now you say, okay, so what I heard you say was, and you repeat the exact same thing they just said back to you. That's a huge thing. And the, the other thing is just honesty, right? It, it saves everybody so much time. It's because we both know, we both have a feeling, we both hear, we, we feel like this thing is going on, but we're circling around the truth. And so the thing that needs to get said isn't getting said. And so we're really just wasting each other's time. Honestly, the person who's there for you, they're going to appreciate that. And then they're going to give you some honest information back. And now you can make an informed decision. You know, communication... It's just an exchange of useful information. And if we're not talking truth, then we're not giving each other any useful information. Nobody moved, we're not moving that ball forward. So yeah, just press pause, hear what the other person's saying. You're not thinking about your response. You're not formulating your answer. You don't have your shield up waiting for them to say something hurtful. You're taking it in. It's useful right. information. Maybe you agree, maybe you don't. That's where the conversation starts. And it's not a one time conversation. It's going to be an ongoing dialogue. We're going to have this talk over and over again. So, there's a lot
0: of uh, strong women out there, especially business women. I mean, our, our, our company now is 54% women now. Wow. Okay. So, women. So, uh-huh. tell me for a strong, independent, motivated woman, mm-hmm. what are some of the things that they need to process and really think about as they? maybe even find a mate, how they communicate with their husband as they're kind of leading the charge in their business or whatever. Tell me what what your thoughts about that is.
1: You know, the the biggest thing I see with women, what I would tell you is um, do not water yourself down. You are strong. You are smart. You are independent. You are running things. And that's just who you are. You don't need to show up and be any different you don't need to go from a 10 to an 8 you don't need to scale it back from in any way shape or form because that's not your authentic self right and the guy who's for you the guy who's going to be with you if he can only deal with the scaled down version of you then you got nothing because there's only so long you're going to be able to live that scaled down life and not be your full throated self and so he needs to know that from day one you walk in and you set the expectation hey dude listen this is who I am. This is what I'm looking for. Can you meet my asking price or not? I need this many calls a week, this many texts a week, this many dates a week, these types of conversations. This is what I got going on in my life. Here's how I'm looking to fit you into that. Are you going to meet the asking price or not? It's a simple conversation, right? Love that. And don't scale yourself back because the guy who's there for you, there is nothing, absolutely positively nothing you're going to tell him on that first date that's going to scare him out the door. You're going to come in and you're going to give him all of who you are. And he's going to say, oh my God, I got to get me some more of that. And now you got something, right? Love that. Love that. Hey, hey, thank you you so much,
0: Mr. uh, Dr. It's yes, sir. Major, man. You yes, this is sir. incredible. I mean, the three the three thousand minute checkup, man. <laughs> Two and a half days. Come on, man. Get yes. with your partner yes. every few days. Make sure yes. you're seeing eye to eye, man. Yes. Think, feel, do. Actively listen. Yes. So the one you love. Be honest, man. Come yes. on, be your authentic self. Yes. You know, it's not always easy. It's hard. It's Things hard. are hard, man. And that's and, and life is hard. Well, that's you know, that's why you yeah. gotta grow up and right. be a man, be a yes. woman. And take on the challenge in life. You know, you you can't control the other person. No. Um, you know, uh, it's pretty interesting. Six to twenty-two lies a day. I, I never knew that one. But, uh, <laughs> but 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 the truth then is that you know relationships hard. They're not easy. But the truth is, is when you find that right one, when yes. you find that where you can be who you want to be, you yes. can grow how you want to grow, when you can expand to that level that God made you. Yes. To me, it's, it's, it's all over, man. That's the, the beauty. That's the definition of a wonderful, incredible relationship in life. And, uh, and we're so lucky to have you, man. Yes. Tell us how we can connect with your life and how we can build a relationship
1: with you. Absolutely, Doctor. man. I'm I'm everywhere, man. Uh, easiest place to find me is just online, DrishMajor.com. I'm all over Twitter, drishmajor. I'm all over the gram, as the kids say these days. <laughs> Instagram got that. a lot of cool Facebook, uh, a very free uh, Facebook group uh, going going on that you can sign up for there. And uh, rolling out in January, a huge uh, membership program where you know you'll be up, you're going to be able to get me. Every single week, the things I give my celebrities, the things I give my private clients, you're going to be able to get me there. So stay tuned for that announcement as well. Yeah, it's a, it's, it's a lot happening. Love this. it, love it, love it. Yeah.
0: I, I think that's awesome, man. I want you guys to know that, uh, you know, please share this podcast. So many people yes. need to hear this message today. Follow me on Instagram. We are still signing up people every day. We have a Wealth on the Beach Club every week. Nice. People join me and uh, I give them a half an hour lesson. I do a, a, a half an hour uh, Q&A every single week. Uh, every, you know, um, uh, check out our, our website, alonzoacademy.com for more details. And as always, subscribe to the YouTube channel. Tons of valuable free content on there. And, uh, and as always, I want to remind you guys to dream bigger than ever, but make sure that you do it now. God bless you. We'll see you at the top.